From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's episode, we're talking about redefining sexual intimacy to be more than just sexual intercourse. And there's a quote from Ginny Rometty that says, don't let others define you. You define yourself. And y'all know if you've listened for a while that I actually like defining things. So I would take this one step further. And as today's, as Tony shared about what we're talking about in today's episode, I would say you define the sexual intimacy in your marriage. Yep. And we're going to be digging into that more in today's episode. But first... We start every One Extraordinary Marriage episode with a hug. And a hug is really an opportunity to, to celebrate your insights, your breakthroughs, the transformation that you're having in your marriage. And this hug comes from an Instagram direct message that we received that said, I'm listening to episode 750, Protect Your Marriage from Infidelity. Wow. I don't need to worry about infidelity in our marriage because I love and trust us so much. But I needed to hear this to realize that by the time I would notice all the open doors to infidelity, it would be too late. Thank you for the reminder to be intentional. Mm. And that's awesome. I think that's a lot of what we we want in our episodes, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe this isn't anything that you're dealing with, and yet it keeps you aware and how to be intentional and take action in your marriage so you can have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Absolutely. It's getting into that every week on a different topic. And, you know, as Tony said, from the top of this episode, we're talking about redefining sexual intimacy to be more than just intercourse. And, yep. you know, I found myself over the last few weeks, there's been many, many coaching conversations where we talk about sexual, I mean, it's kind of what I do. Sexual intimacy is one of the six pillars. It comes up in a lot of coaching conversations. Yes. And there's been a lot of these conversations that have talked about the struggles around sexual intimacy in marriage. Maybe it's the it's infrequent. Mm-hmm. or there has been sexlessness, or it's very routine. It's always the same thing. There isn't a lot of variety. And you know, getting into this place of these are real challenges affecting real couples. And mm-hmm. I only see in coaching a smidge of the entire scope of the one family. Right. Right. Just there are so many more of you that besides what I see in coaching. And what I realize is that if it's happening in a coaching conversation, if there are these challenges with whether or not we're having sex, if these are the conversations that I'm having in my coaching conversations, then we need to actually expand it and have these conversations between Tony and I and with all of you. Yeah. And bring it to bringing this this idea of what happens if the definition of sexual intimacy actually gets expanded beyond did we or did we not have sex? Meaning sexual intercourse. Sexual intercourse. Because, you know, I get it. Like I was telling somebody, I'm like, it's super easy to measure whether or not you've had sex. You either did or you didn't. But if that's the only barometer, if that's the only measurement then does that limit your opportunities to be sexually intimate in your marriage? Does it limit the opportunities, the the actual experiences of that closeness and connection within your sexual intimacy? Are you limited? Mm -hmm. And I get it, you guys. Oh my gosh. Even preparing for this episode, thinking back to the early years of our marriage, it was so black and white. Very black and white. It was either did we have sex, again, intercourse or not. 
And that was it. There was no in-between. There was no gray. There was nothing more that allowed us to look at our own sexual intimacy and go, all right, are we strengthening that pillar? Like, are we doing other things that allow us to engage and be close and connected in our sexual intimacy other than having sexual intercourse? Okay, I love that you actually... You said, are we strengthening that pillar? We didn't even know about the pillars the first 10 years. Yeah, well, we even didn't. more. Right. Like we, like we didn't, we right. didn't understand that, that sexual intimacy was, was an area that could be a strength right. in our marriage, that it was something Absolutely. that needed attention for us. It was either we were, or we weren't it, for me. There were times I'm like, just do it and get it over with. Cause this isn't like, we aren't working on the rest of how we could, we didn't even know that there were other ways to be close. Mm-hmm. Like, in all honesty, you guys, we didn't know what we didn't know until we started doing a deep dive into this. It's why we do episodes like this, because, you know, we would have the conversations where Tony would say to me, you know, we're not having sex. You're not initiating. You know, you don't desire. Like, these are all statements and probably a whole lot more. He's giving me a face. He's like, oh, yeah, I remember those conversations. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to remember if you ever said any of those types of statements to me. The answer is no. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Straight up. Yeah. And, and it was just this huge tug of war. Now, now though, there are. There are those there are, too, the, there are those there are those times that where has... that does come up much more. Early on, absolutely not. It was a one-sided of you're not initiating, you don't desire me, we're not having enough sex. Um, when are we going to have sex? And it was all about the act of sexual intercourse. Correct. That was everything that we that we focused on when it came we didn't even call it sexual intimacy. It was just sex. Yeah. And that's really, you know, so much of how the Six Pillars of Intimacy, The Secret to an Extraordinary Marriage, so much of how that book came about was because there was this tug of war around sex and intimacy and and all of this. And, And we dug into this very specifically in chapter 10 of the book. But because of those conversations and going, wait a minute, wait a minute, what if sexual intimacy was more than just the single solitary act? of sexual intercourse. Mm-hmm. What if there right. were different ways? What if, you know, this idea of like romance and initiating and foreplay was actually all part of that closeness and connection that could be developed between a husband and wife? What shifts if that definition gets expanded? And I want to say, you know, last week on Instagram, um, I put a post, I put a story up and asked the question, can sexual intimacy be more than just sexual intercourse? And I have to say, I love the one family because 96% of you said yes. And even as we we're preparing for this episode and Tony and I were talking about, it, I'm like, I don't know, really, a genuine, I don't know if we'd put that out like to a non one family audience, if we would have gotten the same response. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tend to think no. I think you all are just like above and beyond. That's my personal opinion. But there were a few people that said, I don't know. Obviously, 96% of you said yes. Nobody said no. 4% of you said, I don't know. And I loved it that that was part of it because we didn't know either Mm -hmm. in those first 11 years. And it wasn't until we began, Tony and I really began to make our marriage a priority and go, what could this look like? That things really started to shift away from it just being about sex. And there are some reasons why. There's some really big reasons why you want to consider sexual intimacy being more than just sexual intercourse. I just think of where you could be if you take this right now in your marriage. Mm. It took Elisa and I many, many, many years to get to this point and to really understand 
that we can get close and connected in our sexual intimacy in other ways beyond sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. I do want to say this. It doesn't mean that we don't have sex. I do think for myself, it's still one of those parts of our sexual intimacy that I desired, that Mm -hmm. Elisa desires. And yet there have been times when we've had to learn and understand during a season of life, maybe something's going on, that we do need to be able to go, okay, maybe you're not in the best place right now. Physically, maybe there's something going on, you know, there, there, there are things that are happening and yet can we still mm-hmm. be able to strengthen this pillar to show one another that our sexual intimacy matters in our marriage and we, we can strengthen it. Absolutely. It's like, uh, you know, one of the reasons why it's important to, to expand this definition is because you can have, there can be health issues for either spouse. Correct. Oh, absolutely. That will prevent sexual intercourse from being a possibility. You know, whether, I mean, we literally just had a comment posted on uh, our our Instagram account earlier today, Mm -hmm. like timing is everything that said, my wife has had a bit of a medical issue and we haven't had sex in years. Mm -hmm. It's stressful for me, but when I bring it up, she makes me feel guilty. And this is, you know, like that message right there, again, timing is everything. But when there are health issues that prevent intercourse from happening, having an expanded definition of what else we can do can allow the two of you to still have that even if the physical act of intercourse isn't feasible at this point in time. Mm-hmm. You know, there can be times where, you know, postpartum recovery, let's face it, the doctor does say six weeks, but for a lot of women, six weeks is simply not long enough. That I, I don't know who came up with that number. Um, I remember when we got the six week go ahead and Tony's all smiles and I'm just like, ah, oh, heck no. I'm mm-hmm. not ready for this. I'm not ready for this. Because it's still like... Everything down there was still all over the place. And I just couldn't fathom. Couldn't fathom it. There can be different seasons of life where there are other factors at play. You know, maybe you've got all of those kids running around. Like I was talking to somebody the other day and they're not getting sleep. They've got young kids in their home and nobody's sleeping and everybody's teething. And we got earaches and all this kind of stuff and exhaustion. Really not great for sexual intercourse because you're just too tired. Mm-hmm. When your head hits the pillow, you're just praying for a couple hours of sleep. You can be in a season where you're dealing with menopause or erectile dysfunction or stress can really impact whether or not you're able to have sexual intercourse. All of these different things can be a factor, but if it's only about intercourse, then how much how much more limited mm-hmm. yeah, are exactly. the two of you to actually be able to connect? And, and what I want to share with you guys, because it was it was a huge revelation that Tony and I had, really as I was writing Six Pillars of Intimacy, but it's come out in coaching over these last, um, well, since, since 2020, really, is that when we expand, when we as married couples expand our definition of what sexual intimacy is, we actually give our oppor- ourselves opportunities to say yes more often than we say no. Mm. Think about that for a second. So more opportunities for connection instead of rejection. Okay, that's a big thing in marriage. Because rejection, when it's only about yes or no, are we having intercourse or not, can leave one spouse or the other feeling like, I'm not wanted. I'm not desired. I'm not loved. But when we can expand the definition, or as I've told many clients over the years, I'm like, think about it as creating your own like sexual buffet. Like you walk into a buffet restaurant, you get to choose exactly what it is you want to eat on any given day. 
When the two of you have expanded your definition of what sexual intimacy is, you can actually throw out options on what you want to do on any given day. And it gets into this place of saying, hey, what are our options? How can we connect? What do you want to do? I might not be up for intercourse. And I've had, as I've worked with this with couples, I've had husbands and wives say, hey, I'm not up for this tonight, but these two or three other things are on the table. And I will tell you, there are a lot more smiles when there are things on the table than just hearing a flat out no. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I know because I've been the one over the years, as Tony shared with you guys at the top of this episode, I've been the one over the years who's been most likely to say no. But as we've expanded this definition for ourselves, it's been transformative. It's yeah. Like, I, I just I just think of all the times that we had the absolutes, mm. which created the rejection, which created the pain, which created the hurt. And as we have opened up that definition, what had it, what it's done for both of us and allowed us to connect in that way. There is a lot of your emotional intimacy that's going to be required of the both of you. It's not just a sexual like grunting at one another. You know, the emotional intimacy part is vital. Talking about this, understanding what does this look like for us? How do we incorporate this? What does it feel like when mm. one of us isn't ready or, or isn't up for sexual intercourse? And yet, maybe we're up for that initiating and foreplay time, which foreplay can lead into ejaculation or even an orgasm. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't mean that we have to go to sexual intercourse. And so I think about that for us where the emotional intimacy, the walk and talks, the ability to just go, hey, what does this look like tonight for us? Mm-hmm. You know, just being willing to go there and not sort of hope and pray that when we get to bed, something may or may not happen has really alleviated a lot of that rejection, the no statements, the absolutes. Well, and I even think, you know, last summer when we did a sex challenge, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of, it was just kind of a whim, on a whim that we decided that we were going to. And then we had a night during at the beginning, probably within the first week where we're kind of like, oh. We put what we're talking about into practice and I'm going to share it's episode 710, Summer Sex Challenge. And you can listen to it. I'll put in a, a link here in okay. the episode notes because that was literally one of those first aha moments we'd we'd done it before and yet within that challenge we really realized that we need to we need to really practice what we're preaching and listen to that episode because even though we didn't have sex for 7 days straight like we usually are looking at doing we had a blast that summer and i think we ended up doing it was the month of June. And I think it was like 30 days, right? Did yeah, we... we didn't go. I think we missed two days. It was like 28 out of 30. But the takeaway from all of that is we had a lot more fun because it wasn't just did we or didn't we have sex. Yeah, and I can't remember the entire story or how many times we did or didn't. You'll you'll hear it in the episode. But it was that aha moment for Elisa and I to go, no, we can still strengthen our sexual intimacy pillar, we can still be close and connected, even if we're not having sexual in- in intercourse. Well, and because we expanded the definition, it allowed us to have more connection. And we want to talk about how you all can do that after this break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. 
One skin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. We're back. And we're talking about how expanding the definition of sexual intimacy beyond intercourse gives you greater opportunities for connection, right? Like we said, you know, there can be a lot of reasons why intercourse might not be an option for the two of you. But when we get into this place of expanding the definition or just adding an expanded definition to your toolbox, Mm -hmm. maybe it's not that you're in a place where, you know, sexual intercourse has to be off the table for, you know, medical reasons or things like that. But it's just like, hey, some nights let's just do something different, right? Let, let's have other ways to be close and connected. And I love, you know, this is part of the reason why Tony and I love the one family so much is that, you know, when we ask a question, uh, you know, to the effect of what other ways are you sexually intimate besides intercourse, the list was crazy good. Crazy good. And I want to say it's okay to borrow ideas from other people in the one family. Mm. <laughs> it's okay to hear ideas on this list and go, huh, I wonder what that would look like for the two of us. And then have the conversation with your spouse on how the two of you could expand your sexual intimacy by incorporating some of these ideas. Because that very much goes back to the fact that strong emotional intimacy strengthens the other five pillars. Strong emotional intimacy directly impacts your sexual intimacy. Yeah, and as I I look over this list as well, a big component of that is the physical intimacy, the non-sexual touches mm-hmm. that lead to that connection, though, as you're moving towards, say, the romance, the initiating, the foreplay. Absolutely. And I want to say, you know, you'll hear some of these. Some of these are just one word answers um, to, you know, expanded definition. And what I would encourage the two of you to do is to say, what would this look like for us? Because like one of the first you know responses we got was touching. Well, what is that touching? that is sexually intimate between the two of you. Mm -hmm. Because I can tell you that what it might be for Tony and I might not be for our next door neighbors or our friends in another city or people, you know, on another continent. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just, what is it for the two of you? And when I think of that touching one, this this goes to my mind in in a sexual intimacy context, I'm thinking of we're initiating Mm -hmm. in some way, shape, and then that leads to a foreplay, which then uh, leads to, okay, me ejaculating or you having an orgasm. And I will say when it comes to foreplay and we don't end up having intercourse and we've discussed this, Elise and I have discussed this, more times than not, it's me ejaculating and her not having an orgasm. And we're okay with that. And like, we're okay let, with let me that. just Let me just yeah, be no, real no, no, clear. No, no, that, no. no, but some people might be hearing that and be like, well, that's all about Tony. And I just want to be like, no, we, it's a lot of conversation. Yeah. It's a lot of communication about how that experience is going to go for both of us. Mm-hmm. So yep. I just don't want anybody sending you. No, I, I, no, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. I'm just saying for the most part, that's where that would be. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that Elisa would never. She she has at times when we have gone, we're not going to have 
sexual intercourse where she has had an orgasm and I've had, and I've ejaculated and we're good. Mm -hmm. And there has been no like penetration. Absolutely. You know, other ways um, to expand that definition of sexual intimacy, flirting. I would love to see flirting make a comeback in marriages. It's, I can tell you, it's clearly not happening enough. Mm. It's a lost art. You know, figuring out how you flirt with your spouse. What are those, you know, some of the other uh, um, ideas that came in this list that just kind of tie into flirting. Like, what are those sexy text messages? Mm. Right? Where are you leaving those love notes that might be hinting at, you know, something later on during the day? What are those couple favorite emojis that clearly mean something to just the two of you? Like, you sent me, you sent me emojis the other day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You, I, you, I sure did. I was flirting. Uh, although it was funny when you said that word, for some reason what came into my head was like a feather. With flirting? Yeah. I, I don't know why that came into my head, but it was something like... Well, the next one is caressing. I mean, are you yeah, thinking caressing with no, a No, I was thinking feather? flirting like, oh, okay. like like a little... Like walking around with boas in front of my face? Like. No, I don't know what I was thinking, but I was thinking more like... I don't know. Some sort of, it was almost like, in my head, it almost looks like a Swiffer, but it's not a Swiffer. It, oh it, Lord. It's, it's, it's a feather that y- it can be used for flirting, like touching. Teasing. And, You're thinking teasing with a feather. I think teasing with a feather. Teasing fe- okay, with a feather, not flirting. We, okay. Is Teasing's it, probably it, on the list. Is on this list? I, I'm sure it is. Okay. If so it's not, if it's then, not then, then you know that's what Tony was thinking of. Yep. Um, but caressing. Sure. Holding hands. And I would say even caressing with clothes on is cool. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorites that showed up on this list, talking about sex. Yep, that's bringing in that emotional intimacy. Because it's amazing how many couples don't actually talk about sexual intimacy or even talk about sex, talk about sex or sexual intimacy and find themselves stuck Mm-hmm. because the conversations are. And it's part of the reason why Tony and I will do episodes like this so that the two of you can say, hey, let's listen to this episode because I'm not super comfortable bringing it up and maybe you're not comfortable bringing it up, but we can listen to Tony and Lisa and then talk about what they said. I think this is the biggest thing that I've learned over time right there. Talking talk, about sex? Talking about sex. Having to break down the idea of what I, how I was brought up with sex and what I thought it was supposed to look like mm. And actually verbalizing that over time, discussing it with you here on the podcast and beyond the podcast when we're, you know, out on a walk and talk or we're in our bedroom or we're just driving in the car. Mm. I think for myself, as I've aged, I'm glad we have pretty much like encouraged one another Mm -hmm. on a weekly basis to make sure that we are bringing this up in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Because it's helped me as I've aged to go, oh, wow, like you caressing me, I mean, like that can light me up because I know the talks and the conversations we've had mm-hmm. that have gotten me like, oh, okay, I know what she's thinking. Doesn't mean we're gonna have sex tonight or we're gonna even you know, have foreplay or anything. And yet I know that connection is happening, which is which would allow us to get to that place. And I want to say, Tony and I have developed the skill about talking about sex. Mm-hmm. We did not start our marriage having conversations like n- not even close, you guys. Yeah. So, I like I like this one, the buildup. That, that reminds me of edging. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. we did an episode on edging, just building each other up to that point mm-hmm. and then allowing. And, and I would say this too, for those of you who may have medical conditions where you're unable to have sexual intercourse, edging might be something to pr- 
to try because it's not a one and done. It's all right, let's get each other excited, aroused, yeah. aroused and then we'll stop. And then we can come back. Mm-hmm. Um, having fun with my body and my spouse's in my spouse's hands. Yeah. I love that. Talking about it. Sharing fantasies. Mm-hmm. You know, what is it that, that you want to do that you haven't done? What does that look like to have those conversations? Again, that comes back to where's the emotional intimacy in your sexual intimacy. Mm-hmm. Um, massage. Come on. I was just thinking about that the other day. I'm like, oh, I need a massage. And for Tony and I, massage is almost always a precursor. It's just part of our foreplay. It's the only time we do massages. Uh-huh. And so I was like, oh. Okay. Uh, Are are you getting a massage here soon? Yes, I am. Actually, Um, any kind of sexual act or foreplay, Mm -hmm. but you have to have the conversations on what foreplay initiating, like you guys have to know what that is and be able to talk about it. It's not just like hoping. It's like I told somebody the other day, they're like, well, you know, I just kind of want, I go, is that in your head or have you actually spoken those words out loud? Mm hmm. Because if your spouse doesn't know that that's how you like to be touched or that's what you consider, you know, sexual intimacy, then you are just wishing and hoping and maybe they'll do it and maybe they won't. Mm, Yeah. You know, being close and naked. Yeah. Big fan. Big fan. But that also goes into like naked showers, which somebody else said. Um, Or I saw naked showers and sexy showers, which I'm assuming are pretty close to the same thing. But, you know, this is where the two of you define what it is and it's not what Tony and I say. Yeah. Going to bed naked is always a is always a winner, especially when it's warm. Yeah, you know, things like romance. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but I will tell you what romance means in your marriage needs to be defined between the two of you. I'm gonna put and this is a word that I know many of us can get hung up on and we need to define that in our marriage. Elise and I have done multiple articles, multiple episodes around romance. Yeah. I'm going to just put a link here that will just take you to the search. Oh, wow. That I have on the site. Okay. Because there's like romance for him and her romance is in dead. Rekindle the romance. (laughs) Romance defined. I mean, how important is romance? Keep the romance alive. I mean, that's just on the first page. And so if romance in your mind is like, well, what does that look like? Mm. This can help you because I think it is one of those terms that gets overused and yet we really don't know what it means for our marriage. Wow. And that, I think, you know, with any of these, what does it mean for our marriage? Mm -hmm. How do we as husband and wife expand this definition beyond sexual intercourse? Again, not to completely drop intercourse off unless there are medical reasons why you can't but to add to your toolbox so that you have these opportunities, guys, to create more connection in your marriage, to have more ways to say that this pillar is being strengthened instead of, did we have sex? Yes, it's strong. No, we didn't have sex. No, it's not. You know, it's got cracks in it. But to say, wait a minute, we've got all of these options. We've got this place to, you know, use this episode again to launch the conversation. To maybe for some of you, this may be the first time this week that you've ever had this conversation around sexual intimacy, and it's going to be mind blowing. But let me also tell you, it's not going to be the only conversation the two of you need to have around this. And for those of you that have had this conversation, it's going to be a good reminder, kind of like the hug that that I opened this episode with, to say, "Hey, we do need to be intentional in this." And I would still encourage those of you that have expanded your definition to have another conversation this week and say, "Hey, how are we doing here?" Are there more things that we could do to be sexually intimate? So whichever camp you fall into, 
This is your week to really engage in your emotional intimacy to expand the definition for your sexual intimacy. I would agree with her 1,000%. And I'm going to add this one thing. You all heard that. You heard that. Agree 1,000%. We're going to save this episode because I'm just going to, I'm going to like have that clip and it's just going to be on repeat. I agree with you 1,000%. That's awesome. Go on. The one thing I'm going to add, doesn't matter how long you've been married, Mm. you can start today. Yes. Because it's about being intentional and it's about taking action. And it may just start with one simple question. How do we define sexual intimacy? Could be your starting point. And take this conversation that we've had here today with you and add to it, take away from it, but more importantly, begin to define what sexual intimacy looks for you and your spouse. You guys have yourselves a fantastic week. We're excited for you as you strengthen this pillar, as you strengthen your marriage and have the extraordinary marriage you desire. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.